and Rainbow with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It'll be mostly sunny today with a high of 39 uh, tomorrow. Cloudy with a high of 34. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well for the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. You know, it's Paris Fashion Week and I I didn't get tickets. Well, you've been dressing like you're uh, like you're going. Well, yeah, with uh, what, my uh, my ripped uh, Rock 102 sweatshirt and uh, the one with the stains on it. Yeah, and the, yeah, the jeans you've had on for five days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, there was a weird interaction between Kylie Jenner and Doja Cat. And it wasn't just weird because Kylie was wearing a giant lion's head on her chest and Doja was covered in 30,000 red crystals. No, that was not the weirdest part. <laughs> The two ladies greeted each other, but very briefly, and it seemed really forced. And again, it didn't help that they both looked kind of insane. And later, they sat right next to each other with a woman, actually near each other, with a woman seated in between them. And it just felt awkward. Did it uh, get into like a cat fight situation with like they're rolling on the ground and stuff? Well, <clears throat> she's literally wearing a lion's head on her chest. Like it's a full lion head. On her chest. Uh, I gotta tell you, taxi- taxidermy is all the rage this, this fashion season. And then the other one's wearing the red, the red suit. You can't see her face. It's it's a weird looking. Mm. It's a weird looking thing. It's fashion. Like, it's like statues got together and decided, hey, we should come to life and uh, sit down at a fashion show. This is this, this is why we're not involved in any of this stuff. Well, I I, I couldn't follow any of it. <laughs> Do you want to follow any of it? Uh, Noah Schnapp is uh, going viral because one of his high school classmates posted his senior quote from the 2022 yearbook on TikTok. He said, quote, to all the teachers that never taught me a thing. And he added Stranger Things Season 2, Episode 5, 3508. That Stranger Things scene features Dustin telling Mr. Wheeler, quote, son of a bitch, you know you're really no help at all. You know that? Whew. Obsessive, isn't it? So I don't know why it's going viral. Is is just because it's creepy? Is what it is. Is it? I find it creepy. Well, some people don't. I don't ever quote Stranger Things if I can help it. Uh, have you ever seen the TV, uh, the TLC reality show I Am Shauna Ray? It's about a woman named Shauna Ray. Shauna Ray. She's 23 years old, but she had brain cancer as a child, and the treatment stunted her growth. She's three foot ten, fifty pounds, and she looks like she's about eight years old. Well, yeah, I've seen commercials for this. I haven't actually watched the show. Yeah, she just started seeing a travel blogger named uh, Dan Swigart, who's twenty six years old, and there are people who think he's a creep. I mean, Shauna looks like a child, but she is a grown woman. It probably comes down to what attracted him to her in the first place. And a few weeks ago, he posted a video explaining the relationship. He said, quote, it's very important to remember that Shauna is an incredible 23-year-old woman who has a disability. As soon as you say that, she can't have a real-world connection with someone else. You dehumanize her. She's a human being. She deserves to have relationships and connections whoever who she wants. And then he posted a follow-up uh, blasting all the haters. Uh, Swigart appeared on the second season of I Am Shauna Ray, but he's back in his home in the U.K. now, hmm. so the romance is up in the air. You know, I, uh, I understand what, what he's saying. But uh, the optics of it look creepy as hell. 
I mean, he's right. You know, she's got a disability. It's not her fault. She's a grown woman. Yeah, she but she looks like an eight-year-old girl. So, uh, what gives with that? Yes, but then now you're still you're you're discriminating against her by by saying it looks creepy. If you saw her, and I don't know if you've seen pictures, I've seen, I've, I'm looking at the picture now. She doesn't look like a 22 year old woman. She looks like an eight year old girl. So does somebody have to look the age that they are in order for them to have the? That's what he's saying. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm yeah. just saying that it is from creepy the outside looking. world. Yeah. It's creepy. It is creepy. Even though it should not be creepy, it is creepy. But that's his point, and you're just feeding into it. Well, don't blame me. I'm just I'm just an observer from afar. Uh, Danny Trejo never meant to become an actor. It happened by accident. And you can say it happened because of his history of taking and selling drugs. Danny spent more than a decade in and out of prison, but he eventually cleaned himself up and became a counselor. In 1984, an actor was sponsoring... Uh, an actor Danny was sponsoring told him he was worried he would relapse on the set of his latest movie. So Danny visited him on the set. Saw, someone saw Danny and offered him a part as an extra in a prison scene. The guy said, can you act like a convict? And Danny goes, I'm a professional. He says, by the grace of God, my whole life had changed. Well, there you go. So, yeah, that's good. That's a good story. Well, Danny Trejo is uh, one of those. He, I always thought he would be a cool guy to hang out with. He's a good guy who uh, could protect you. Like that's, a bar fight. that's what I mean. Yeah, right. Like you want him uh, on your side. Uh, let's see. Uh, Zoe Zaldana uh, became the first actor to have four films make over $2 billion at the worldwide box office. Avatar The Way of Water surpassed $2 billion over the weekend. The other mo- three movies are the original Avatar, Avengers Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame. And in case you missed it, James Cameron became the first director to have three films make over $2 billion. They are the two Avatar movies and Titanic. Which, by the way, Titanic is being re-released in the theaters next month. The ship is back, and now it's pissed. Well, that's what I mean. It's like... Uh... It's just for the the theater experience, right? It I, has to be. I don't know. It just it is the, they're going to re-release the film or do like a it's a re-release a sequel. No, it's a re-release, like to, so people can go watch it in the movie theater. All right. Just kind of, I don't know. I mean, everyone's seen it. Everyone knows how it ends. Uh, OK Go is probably uh, best known for making some of the most creative videos ever, but now they're in a legal battle with Post, the cereal company responsible for grape nuts, raisin bran, and honey bunches of oats. Ugh. 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 Grape nuts. You don't like honey bunches of oats, though? Mm, well, not bad. Not really. Not long ago, they launched a new line of instant cereal cups called OK Go. Ever since it came out, the band has been threatening to sue them for taking their name, so Post just beats them to the punch and filed legal papers asking a court to declare that they're doing nothing wrong. They noted that their trademark application for OKGO OK was approved last year, and the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office did not think the cereal would cause confusion with the band's name. Going to be hard for a post to prove that. I got to tell you something. Yeah. I never heard of OKGO OK until I just read that story about <laughs> OKGO. OK <laughs> and I didn't know that Post had a cereal like that. I, I had no idea yeah. either. Hey, Pete Davidson had five tattoos removed about Kim Kardashian from his body. No kidding. Yeah, she, one of them was it said, uh, "My girl's a lawyer." That was uh-huh. on his neck. That's gone. Uh, he must. She must have had something to say. Oh my God! The last time I had that much ink was when Ray J ate the squid skirt scampi in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. <sighs> squid skirt scampi. No, I have not. Is that uh, considered an entree or? Uh... 
or an appetizer? Uh, it's both. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Caitlin? Well, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once uh, plunged the poo winker. <laughs> I stuffed her with the spam javelin. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is once those beef curtains look like a badly wrapped kebab, I thought it was time to start plunging the puckered brown eye with the tuna pistol. Snub nose. <laughs> you don't want that thing to go off in your hands. No. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. The Amherst Railway Society. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know if I've ever made this public. But according to my best estimates, I have approximately 3,155 days left before I can retire from this godforsaken business. And while that seems very far away, I can assure you, the countdown tends to shorten up with each passing moment. The reason I bring this up is twofold. One, I want to be sure that I'm still moving forward. The second reason is that by stating this information publicly, I will be able to avoid the relentless battery of annoying retirement questions that have dogged Tom Brady for the last five years. As you know, Tom Brady is a 45-year-old man who is operating under the delusion that natural selection and the aging process have no business in determining the length of a man's professional football career. Neither does having a family or being married to a supermodel. In fact, as far as Tom Brady is concerned, only he gets to decide when he's done with his brilliant career. And as of right this very moment, he is not prepared to tell you what he intends to do. Yesterday during his Let's Go podcast, Tom Brady was asked by reporter Jim Gray what sort of timetable he's looking at to determine whether he'll play football next season. Tom Brady's response, and I quote, Jim, if I knew what I was going to effing do, I would have already effing done it. Okay? Okay? I'm taking it one day at a time. Yeah, that's right. Squeaky clean Tom Brady is dropping F-bombs about his retirement like Dak Prescott is dropping ill-timed interceptions. Now, obviously, if Tom Brady is unwilling to tell a guy like Jim Gray on his own freaking podcast what he's going to do, then there's a chance that either he doesn't really know what he wants to do or he wants you to listen to future podcast episodes so you can find out. Meanwhile, back here in East Longmeadow, I'm dispensing with the phony artifice and telling you up front that I'm only 3,155 days away. Sure, I may add another week or two on the back end, but that will only be to clear out my desk and to fill out extra paperwork. But other than that, I'm pretty sure there aren't going to be any big surprises or unexplained mysteries on September 15, 2031. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Aaron's is the king of snow. And in the Palm of Rockies, Jeffrey is the king of Aaron's. And Aaron's trained expert will show you why you want to blow with the king. And Aaron Snowblower from Rockies Ace Hardware. Winter Storm headquarters before and after the storm. I'm Bax. That's my view from the couch. Rock 12 and Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today. The high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 34. God, Bax, leave me alone. I don't know what I'm doing, okay? I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm being Tom Brady. Is that, that what you're being? Yeah, yeah, really? yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You know, I just did uh, the view from the couch, and it was outstanding. But uh, I wish I had heard it. Oh, 
Check it out on the podcast. It's available on <laughs> Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, actually, Google Podcasts, and rock102.com. Actually, I didn't make this podcast yet. Ah, yes. Yeah. I understand. So listen, uh, as you know, mm-hmm. I have uh, on occasion mentioned that uh, my intention uh, will be to uh, retire in 3,155 days. I've made no secret of that. Right. Tom Brady, on the other hand, 45 years old, literally at the end of his career, has not made a decision what he wants to do. And, you know, I mean, honestly, it's really Tom's decision to make. But it's the only thing anybody really wants to know. Are you going to play? You're going to hang it up. What are you going to do? The next question is, is if you do play, where do you go? And that's, you know, that's for other people to answer. I don't know the answer to that. And and, and nobody else does either because the football season's still going on. Once it's over, then they'll start to talking about where he's going to go next. Right. But... It's on his podcast yesterday, and uh, Jim Gray, the reporter, asks him, you know, if there's any timetable uh, for him to determine what he's going to do. And and this is this is what Tom Brady said. This is the exchange yesterday on his uh, his uh, on Tom Brady's podcast called "Let's Go." Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already fucking done it. Okay? I'm taking it a day at a time. Whoa. Yeah. Since you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. It's I only the question scratching. that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. <laughs> I appreciate your asking. Thank you. No. So um, this is why Tom Brady needed this app that, uh, that that counts down to retirement called Retirement Countdown. Yeah. See, I got, I got, look at that. Let's get the... Uh, it's got a nice little background of a pasture, and that's a road going into the uh, sunset. Yeah. That's the, the path that I'm planning on following. Uh, 3,155 days, 17 hours, 45 minutes, and 38 seconds from right this very moment. This is exactly what Tom Brady needs. I don't think he needs a podcast uh, to give out that answer. I think he... Uh, go ahead. But I think he's so frustrated by the question uh, that, it, that these are the now the responses he's giving... To guys he's now working with on his podcast with that filthy mouth of his. He's willing to break up his family and his marriage to play football and then to lose at the end of the year. How do you know he's going to lose at the end of the year? He already did. No, I mean another year. <laughs> Let's do another year. Because if he doesn't go to, if he goes to like some team like uh, the Raiders, yeah. <laughs> the Raiders are never going to win us another Super Bowl in our lifetime. You don't know that. The issue is, even if uh, Tom Brady goes to like the Raiders or comes back to New England, it's no guarantee that a 46-year-old Tom Brady is going to fare any better than the 45. In fact, I put money on it that he probably won't. Why? Why do we care so much about this? Like, why is this such a big deal? Because people retire and people love Tom Brady. Right now, see, for me, I see, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. I can see a day when I no longer wake up at three o'clock in the morning and I can see a day where I can, you know, sleep in and do whatever the hell I want without having to have like a, you know, a corporate structure, you know, you know, you know, you know, manipulate my arms like a, like a marionette. Right. Tom Brady is right there. He's got all the money he'll ever need. He'll be a good looking dude for the rest of his life. Could probably go into broadcasting or do whatever the hell he wants. This is why we care because we don't want Tom Brady to become like a 
some sort of a brain dead soup head is blowing snot bubbles out of his nose and that's the only thing he's capable of that and you know like strained food yeah he's still got his wits about him mm-hmm. apparently and this is why we're interested because we all want to stop working but well, we all want to start work but we but we don't want to over overstay our welcome like Tom Brady is doing maybe he doesn't care maybe that's the only thing that he knows is football there's the only thing that he's going to know is how to play football. And he doesn't want to coach it. He yeah. doesn't want to, mm-hmm. you know, analyze it. He doesn't want to, you know, be in a suit sitting there on Super Bowl Sunday uh, talking about, you know, with, uh, you know, uh, Joe Buck right. talking about how the game went. He doesn't want to do that. He wants to play football, and he doesn't care. He doesn't have a timetable. If his, uh, if he had one of these retirement clocks on him, it would just have a big question mark on it. Like, there, there's no... Uh, you know, I don't understand why we spend so much time wondering what this guy who's got a bazillion dollars is going to do with his life. Oh, my God, please. What is he going to do? Is he going to go back to the hot supermodel wife, or is he going to stick with the game that he loves? We're going to find out. You know, uh, you, uh, I, I sense your mockery, but there are people in this area of New England that actually care, that care about th- what he's going to do. That much? Some do. Some are still pining for the for the guy some are so in love with tom brady new englanders lifelong new englanders who have gone out of their way to spend two hundred dollars on a tampa bay jersey uh with uh, tom brady's name and number on the back that it's an outrageous waste of cash but they've done it anyway because they love tom brady so much Mm. i'm telling you that you know people care at least enough and they can have that relatability about retirement and you know whether he's planned well enough sure he's got a lot of money now but who cares does he have, if he planned does well he have enough? enough that's not your business or my business you know, does he have a 401k I or don't a Roth know, IRA I, don't care. Well, I, do. I do why do you care so much about what this man does you see I have can't uh, everybody just be grateful for the fact that he gave us all those championships and uh you know what that's the end of an era you move on to something else and if he comes back then fine. It's not the end of an era. Do you ever see somebody who's holding on to a career for far too long and they're just dangling there, you know, languishing, you know, floating around, bumping into stuff, I really kind of in the way of progress? I see in the mirror every single morning. Yeah, Max. so do I. Yeah. That's why I have a countdown yeah. on my iPhone yeah, well. that tells me that there's hope. Uh, I, ju- I just don't. It, it, it seems like such a big deal to be made out of nothing. Like, he already did this last year. He said he was going to retire. Some idiot sold the jersey and then, or or, or he bought the, the, a jersey. The, no, he got the football. His final, uh, his football, final football. And buys the football, and then the thing is worthless within a within a day because Tom decides. Well, no, I'm not going to retire. I'm going to do one more year. Yeah. You're an idiot for doing things like that. You're an idiot for buying memorabilia like that. You're an. You, I, I think to focus on whether or not this guy is gonna continue doing a job. It's Steve. When it, when we it, all we all know that he's not as strong as he right. used to be. When it when it comes to our heroes, okay, all right. Uh, his decision. You know, our heartstrings are are plucked by whatever this guy does. We care because there's so much emotional connection and you know, people are so emotionally connected to what he did with the Patriots that we want to make sure he, that he's, you know, he's, he's going out and not overdoing it. 
There's some guys that just don't know when to quit. I think he's one of those guys. Well, and who's I, to say when he should quit, though? That's what I'm saying. If it's father own, time. No, father time. If he's if he's willing to play the game, then let him play the game. Who cares? If he has to play the game and the, wearing you know, in a walker, yeah. <laughs> in a wheelchair, you know, or well, or or whatever. I then, would, then then that's a problem. I would prefer to see him return to the field so eventually he does so poorly that you can make fun of him calling him the goat for a completely different reason. Mm-hmm. I, because listen. he's uh you know, he's he'd rather be munching on the on the start line than you know <sighs> At some point, Steve, you're gonna start uh, you're gonna start looking at the uh, the world through the eyes of a guy who is on the twilight of his career. And then you'll start to, you know, you'll start to think about everybody else you know. Hey, when are you going to go out? You know, when, when, Jerry, when are you going to retire? Because then you start, you know, because that's the conversation you have with people. It's a conversation I have with people. Yeah. All, all the time. People I know. I got a, a buddy of mine, he, he was, a, he was a, you know, mulling retirement forever. I have a hard time in this business believing that I would retire for anything and that wouldn't be a decision made by somebody else. Well, again, I, I, when I say retirement, I, I'm, I'm not uh, so naive to believe it's going to be from here. Well, it could be, any, right. be anywhere. I mean, at the age yeah. of, uh, listen. Uh, you could be retire from, uh, from, you know what? Uh, the economy takes a turn. You could be the paint guy over at Rockies uh, selling paint until your retirement. Don't day. think for a moment that's that right. will be my first phone call. That's what I'm saying. Listen, the I can network. I know how to push paint. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'll be I'll be hawking Toyotas over at Leah Toyota Wolverham. You want some mixing sticks with that? See, I'd be perfect in yeah. the paint department. I can sell sleep number beds too. Yeah. See what I'm ta- see yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. But you're not going to do that forever. At some point, you're going to say. You know what? I'm about to turn 65. I've been yeah. mixing paint for ooh, a full 18 months. Think I'm ready to hang it up. And then when it all falls apart, we still have Mira Vista. <laughs> <laughs> Which we will need. Yes, we will. 623 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. At the top of the mountain looking down. Awesome. Trails blanketed in white. North Amherst. It's 625 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be uh, sunny today, eventually, with a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 34. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports is going to join us after 8 o'clock? 7 uh, o'clock. 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. Yeah. And uh, also, code word Alexa around 7.50, uh, your chance to win an Amazon Echo Dot. Ooh, an Amazon. Oh, for the code word Alexa. Yeah, game. that's right. I got you. Uh, would you like to laugh? Yeah. You care? Yeah. You All right, fine. Or is it too early? For no, no, no. It's, it's no, uh, no, the right no. time. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. On Rock 102. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Springfield's classic rock. You know, Bax, I like my women like I like my coffee. Yeah? Sort of hot and picked up at a gas station. Ah! <laughs> I believe uh, Daily Mart's looking pretty good this oh, time of year. Oh, but that's, that's yeah, the truth. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back to- oh, Morning on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Here's your... 629 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric... Electri- 
the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. Springfield police are investigating after a man was shot on Main Street in Indian Orchard early Saturday morning. According to department spokesperson Ryan Walsh, at around 2.05 a.m., officers were called to report the shots fired on the 200 block of Main Street. An adult man was found suffering from a gunshot wound and was provided first aid. He was taken to Bay State where he died from his injuries. The Springfield Department's Homicide Unit and the Hamden District Attorney's Office are investigating. Uh, Yankee Candle's parent company is making transition plans, which will result in the closure of the division's corporate headquarters in South Deerfield. The statement from Newell Brands sent to uh, 22 News stated that they are closing the office as part of their company-wide restructuring plan, which will result in the elimination of approximately 13% of office positions by the end of the year. Remaining employees who work in the offices will be transferred to other facilities in South Deerfield and Waitley. But this doesn't mean that, like, uh, the the flagship store or the no. people who are making the candles are, are going to lose their job. They're not. That's not the thing. That's no, closing. they still got to sell that stuff. Either way, though, it's a you know thirteen percent of Newell's entire workforce. That's, that's a, a lot. Of that's people. a lot of damn people. The uh, decision is part of a broader effort to uh, adapt new ways of working, encourage greater collaboration, reduce overhead, and use our real estate more effectively. No, it's reason. mostly to save money. There was no uh, information immediately available as to how many local workers were affected by Newell's job, planned job cuts. You know, I was reading an interesting article the other day about how, uh, like, companies, now that people have had the opportunity to be at home for a couple of years, yeah. like, a lot of people still work from home. And these companies don't want that because they have all this office space that they rented, and there's nobody using it. Yeah, and you know when they uh, when they sign these rental agreements, especially you know when you're coming to talk about like a like a, an office space. Yeah, you're renting per square footage, right? And if you've got like a bunch of empty cubicles or uh, like hardly anybody in the office, that's almost too much space. So it's it really winds up being uh, a, a financial consideration. But now on the other hand, if you're a if you're a worker, a everyday uh, you know working stiff, you know putting your nose to the grindstone every day in your pajamas on your ten foot commute to the kitchen table, you know, uh, kind of hard to say how I want to go back to my cubicle. Yeah, I, why would you want to? No, I, I listen. I'm not sure I'd want to go back to my cubicle. Uh, cubicles uh, never really sat well with me anyway. Not a cubicle kind of person. It's too much. There's not enough privacy. There is a, a lack of that, but I also feel like I'm being enclosed. A full wall would help, even though the full walls in this building, you can hear everything uh, through every wall. Do you remember uh, the TV show WKRP in Cincinnati? No, is this uh, was this on t- uh, television? <clears throat> yes, it was a very really? popular television show. Never in the heard. Er- late seventies, early eighties. Anyway, there Not was random. a character, Les Nessman. He was a news guy. Yeah, a news dude. He preceded the news douche. Uh huh. Well, he did not have his own office and felt like he should have an office. Uh, and so what he did was he uh, took masking tape and then taped around his desk to create the illusion of wall space. Oh. So he created his own cubicle form of privacy. Wow. This is pre-cubicle days, you know, when you know they didn't have cubicles, but but they just had desks, 
you know, pushed together. And he wanted an office. He wanted some privacy. And the only way he could get it was to, you know, uh, have like a line of death around his, his desk. And, and, that, and, and you could not cross that line without being castigated for doing so. So if you're, if you're the kind of uh, person who feels like you don't get the privacy in the, in the cubicle, maybe masking tape on the floor is all you really need. Yeah, all right. Masking tape it could be. I'm not saying it's a perfect solution. It's just a solution of some kind. The uh, city of Northampton, which has been the hub of Massachusetts retail cannabis industry for multiple near years, now already has 11 dispensaries, but it looks like that number is reaching a limit. The three city councilors who believe negative effects have emerged from the legal drug market have now proposed a cap of 12 pot shops allowed in the city, hoping an upper ceiling on the local marijuana industry may curb some of those effects. There are arguments from both sides that are against and for a cap but were expressed at the Northampton City Council meeting Last week, City Council Member Michael Willer says, if we let the market sort it out, there's just going to be an increased turnover of storefronts, more storefronts to lie empty. Landlords will keep rent high, looking to have cannabis shops uh, come in, and we'll continue to see an empty downtown. Now, I'm sorry, there was an empty downtown before (laughs) cannabis shops came in. Remember when they were all closed? All those stores were closed? Yeah. Thorns, or not thorns, uh... Faces and like all those stores all on those that pla- strip. all those places that have been there for years yeah, were shutting down. They shut down before marijuana came in. Now here's the other part, and I read a, this was another story that I read that even though it's a four billion dollar industry in Massachusetts, because of the cost, the pr- the actual price of cannabis mm-hmm. is falling through the floor right now. That many dispensaries are looking at 2023 as being kind of a tough year. Yeah. So remember last week when we we're talking about yeah. you know you know into you know <laughs> you know seventy eight million dollars worth of sales. Listen, even if you brought in fifty million dollars, let's yes. say let's say you lost twenty five million dollars in sales, you still have fifty million dollars in sales, and even if you get a third of that, right, that's pretty lucrative. Well, here, so here's the thing that that I read that's that's pretty interesting and pretty telling, and and this is all about market economy as far as I'm concerned. Insa and uh, Liberty, I don't know where, where uh, Liberty is. Uh, oh, it's on uh, Boston Road in Springfield. Both opened in 2021. That year, in November, the average retail price of a gram of marijuana flour was $13.29. That's according to the Cannabis Control Commission. Uh, a year later, last year, that price plummeted from $13.29 to $8.07. Yeah. So I mean it's it's all it's less than half of what it had been, but when you have the price going down to that degree, and then all of this additional competition in your area, yeah. what's going to wind up happening is, like in any other business, the strong survive, right, and the weak do not. And what you have are some people will say, ha-ha, see, we told you this was going to work here in Massachusetts. No, that's not what that means at all. No, it means that the market has sorted through all of this. Right. And, and that, again, it's still going to be a very profitable business. Yeah. Even the, the 11 that exist in Northampton, at some point you have to believe that there will be even less than that, and they won't be 11, not because of, the, of an ordinance or a law. It's just that at some point, the market will dictate which ones are the better experience and the better retailer. What I'm hoping for is that eventually the laws start to change a little bit, and you start to see 
more innovation with these businesses. So it's not just a retail marijuana place. But maybe it's a cafe to go along with it. Maybe yeah. it's a coffee shop. Maybe it's like a, you know, cannabis infused this. I mean, they have them out in out in Colorado. Why wouldn't they have them here? You know what I would acquaint this with? Remember a couple of years ago when frozen yogurt Stands are popping up all over the place. Monster frozen yogurt. There were they were everywhere until you realized how much it costs to go get frozen yogurt. Well, there's that, and the fact that the yogurt, the frozen yogurt, didn't differ that much from one store to the next, and that only the good ones managed to survive. And now, where do you find frozen yogurt anymore? Uh, at the grocery store. Pretty much. Yeah. That's kind of where yeah. where you're at. Froyo. Exactly. It it you know the the market eventually dictates who wins, who loses. That has nothing to do with whether or not they're selling a valuable wanted product. It just has everything to do with how the market responds. You got eleven dispensaries in a town worth with uh, twenty thousand people. At some point, the people that use that product are going to pick and choose which ones offer a better price and a better experience. And that's what's going to happen with all the low hanging fruit in that industry, like every other industry. Uh, it's again, I hope the laws change so they be, create more innovative businesses surrounding cannabis rather than just just selling cannabis. Yeah, because now they're, they are starting to realize, like you said, that price, the average price went from 13 to 18, eight dollars. It's probably going to get cheaper than that. I bet you you'll see a bottom out price. You know, they'll start selling joints for, you know, five bucks Man. or less. And they, some of them already do. Like, it depends on which one you go to. They all have different deals. <laughs> you're, you're At some point, you're going to start seeing uh, you know, couponing, uh, like your, your, your frequent flyer, mm-hmm. uh, your, your, your frequent customer cards. You're going to find, you know, you buy 10 bags of weed, get one free. Yeah. You're going to see that stuff because that's what businesses do. It's the way they get people in. A uh, man from Palmer is a winner in the Massachusetts Lottery's 50 times the money instant ticket game. According to the Mass Lottery website, Wayne Doyle of Palmer claimed the $1 million prize before taxes in the lottery's 50 times the money instant ticket game on January 12th. Wayne chose the cap shop on his prize and received a one-time payment of $650,000. Way to go, Wayne. Six hundred fifty grand out of a million? Yeah. That's what they tag and you with. So, but So that's not even... So you get $650,000 because you chose, I want this all at once. Yes. But that's not tax. That's just the cash option. You still have to pay taxes on the cash that you're taking. No. Taxes, I believe, are deducted from that immediately, and that's that's the cash that remains. If you were to take, it, that, take that in an annuity, you would be taxed every single year. The cash value is everything after the tax. It is? I believe that's how it works. Uh, the winning ticket was sold at SNS Food Mart on North uh, Main Street in Palmer. The store will receive a $10,000 bonus for selling the winning ticket. I uh, I wouldn't be a guy from Palmer telling anybody I had money. There's a picture of Wayne right there on 22 News carrying a big five-foot check. Oh, look at that. How do you put that into the ATM uh, deposit slot? You don't. Are you sure? I tried putting one of those in the uh, the bank tube. I was told never to come back. Oh really? How did how, it only screwed up the tube? Yeah, I was gonna say it's a, it's like a vacuum cleaner. You well, know, I had to fold it up. And, speaking of which, eh, my vacuum cleaner wasn't working. Like it wasn't. Uh, it was brand new vacuum cleaner. 
probably purchased uh, maybe two months ago. Yes. And uh, it wasn't like top of the line or anything, but it was about $100, which was pretty decent for a vacuum cleaner. And I don't mm-hmm. have a lot of rugs in my house, so I only need a small one. Well, anyway, the thing wasn't sucking. The very thing it's supposed to do. Right. It wasn't doing. So I, uh, after a few weeks, <laughs> I finally decided that uh, maybe it's time to fix this thing. Okay. So I took the hose off, and there was like hair ties and Sharpie yeah. markers mm-hmm. and all of these things that did not belong within the vacuum cleaner, nor should they have been attempted to have been picked up by a vacuum cleaner. Right. Uh and I, I just, it was like it was like a treasure trove of things that I found change and mm-hmm. I'm like who who and, you, know, it's like, you know when you live in a house with only three people you can pretty much eliminate who did what yeah because there's there's one yeah. responsible adult yeah. and two children and two children who you have to like play the game and find out uh, well which one of you thought uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna vacuum up this sharpie. <laughs> I'm going to see that happen. Yeah. yeah. But, so we able to get it uh, working? Uh, yeah, I finally got it working. I had to take a broom handle and shove it through the hose to oh, yeah. unlodge all of the stuff. And then uh, behind that was all of the dirt mm-hmm. that was you know, accumulating there as well, So which I needed the vacuum for. Again. You ever uh, use your vacuum and find that, and I don't know how this happens because there's only you know a finite number of people living in my house. Uh, where like human hair gets caught up in the uh, the roller underneath, mm-hmm. and the only way to get it is to rip through the hair or cut it with, a, with some scissors or a sharpie or a, a razor. Like yeah, a, yeah, an exacto yeah. knife yeah, yeah, or you know yeah, what, yeah. whatever you may have. I find that that uh, that tends to slow down the effectiveness of the of the vacuum and socks and string like dental floss. Yeah, I don't know how it gets into that room, but nevertheless. Find myself doing that every time I vacuum, which would explain why I vacuum so infrequently. I may actually vacuum less than you. I'm amazed how much dog hair a short-haired dog would put off. Oh, unbelievable. It's not like he's not a shaggy dog, but there's clumps. It's like all of a sudden you'll like look over a couple of days later and there's this clump of hair. I'm like, where the hell did that come from? Mm-hmm. This dog's shedding all the time. And he, he, people who say, well, this dog... Uh, labs don't shed that much. Yes, they do. They all shed. Yeah. Now our dog is a is a is a big behemoth of a dog. Yeah, short haired dog, but he's got his own blankets that he lies on. Okay, we put a blanket on the couch. He, he's smart enough to know to lie on the blanket. You wash that blanket. All of a sudden, you're pulling out clumps and clumps of dog hair out of the uh, out of the dryer. Oh yeah, I don't. He's shedding that. like crazy. That dog clumps, clumps by the clump. Yeah, it looks like the like a barber shop floor. Inside your dryer. Seriously. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 34. It's 31 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Aw, yeah. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House Liquors. Listen to Pat Kelly this Wednesday afternoon for... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 651 and the Who. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny with a high of 39 today. It's cloudy with a high of 34 tomorrow. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, real quick, congratulations to uh, Phil Marcoux of Enfield. Won himself an Amazon Echo Dot yesterday by listening to uh, to the Bax and Nagel show. That's us. Uh, we're giving out a different code word every weekday. 7.50 this morning. We'll give out the next one. And when you hear it, 
You're going to want to go to rock102.com before noon each weekday for that code word to get you a uh, Amazon Echo Dot brought to you by Michelob Ultra, helping to keep your uh, New Year's resolution in Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. How much uh, snow did you guys get? Eh, maybe a couple of inches. Yeah, we didn't get that much. I, I went out to, to do uh, to do a couple of errands in the snow. Yeah. And uh, my tires are bald as hell, so I have to uh, you know, be very careful well, on the road. Well, that's safe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, snow, right. like a, an unplowed street, uh, bald tires, what could oh, yeah. possibly happen? Like having ice skates on your car. But, uh, you know, the, 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 the winter warnings, the reporting, yeah, it, it was almost as if they were expecting some sort of nor'easter, total overreach. Mm-hmm. and uh, over-exaggeration. Did you see this uh, The story that Mass Live posted uh, yesterday? Here are the biggest one-day snowfall records in Massachusetts history. Yeah. And they kind of break it down by, you know, one through ten. And uh, and, and like and also by, um, by county. So on February 12th, 1988, in Hamden County, the biggest one-day snowfall was 26 inches. Damn! Now, see, to me, that's something that's worth panicking about. I could easily panic. This snowfall yesterday, I'm not going to... I didn't panic. And I didn't, I'm not going to panic about what's hey, coming up tomorrow, uh, either. Even out where I live, it wasn't that bad. It no! Was, it was... Uh, we got more accumulation, you know, but uh, we, we it wasn't anything to write home about. No, of course not. The, the biggest... One day snowfall in Massachusetts in history was uh, 2015 when Worcester County was uh, claiming 31.9 inches. Now I don't believe anything that comes out of Worcester County. You don't. Nothing, nothing but distrustful liars out of Worcester County. 31.9 inches, probably more like 26 inches. Liars, liars, lying nope. about your size. No kidding. Hampshire County, 29 inches back in the uh, night in 1888. That is a uh, that is a tie with Middlesex County. Got the same thing, twenty nine inches in nineteen ninety seven. Oh, so nineteen ninety seven. That was a tough year. I remember that year. You do? I remember that uh, we had there was like an April snowstorm we had, and it was uh, it, it knocked out power for a few days. I do remember that. Come to think yeah, of it. and yeah. uh, it was uh, it was not fun. That's I, not fun. I remember when I got here. So that was uh, 2015. Yeah. Um, is that right? <laughs> when you got where? Here. No, yeah. What time did it, What year did I get here? Was it 2015? No, no. It wasn't 2015. It was well before that. 1995. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, 95. We got like 100 inches of snow you, that Did that you come winter. from Utica? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 1995 is when I got here. We got like a, over 100 inches of snow that winter. And it's yeah. like like every three days, it's yeah. another snowstorm. And and we were living in, in Westfield in an apartment, and I had to shovel at least the driveway out. Yeah. Like it's like the bottom of the driveway. Because you know how plows are. They plow, you, 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 yeah. they plow in because yeah, there's no other way around it. And uh, the idea of shoveling, you know, that much snow was, I thought, this is, yeah. this, this, this cannot, this cannot be sustainable. I may not keep this job for more than six Let's months. See. I remember, uh, I believe it was 20, 2013, we had a we had a hell of a year. Mm-hmm. There was one time, it was like February, and uh, I remember uh, you know, they were talking about this blinding snow that was going to be coming uh, to the area. And I'm yeah. like, there ain't no blinding snow. Like, uh, we're New Englanders. We can handle whatever uh, comes in our way. 
And then uh, I wake up at like 2 o'clock in the morning and go outside and look, and it had just started snowing. Yeah. I'm like, ah, this ain't going to be that bad. Six hours later when I woke up, the snow was almost up above the car. Like, Amazing. it had blown and drifted so much that I had to, you know, it took me hours to clear out the driveway. Hours. Yeah. And it was not even a very big driveway. The other time I remember uh, being a lot of snow in my lifetime was the blizzard of 1993. Mm. And I lived in central New York then. Okay. That was the most snow I have ever seen in my life. All right. But that's, so that's upstate New York. Right. Right. So, I mean, you're used to the people in upstate, yeah, they get hammered with snow yeah. every year. Yeah, but even for up there, this was unusual. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm old enough to remember the big one. You don't remember the big one. The 78? Oh. I was born then. Yeah. yeah. I was uh, I was a youngster back then, back in, uh, in 1978. <clears throat> 12 years old is what I was. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were in school in the morning because nobody predicted that it was going to come to that degree. They thought, ah, it's going to be a dusting. And they let us out early. Mm. Which we had, it which had never happened before in all those years uh, of going to school. We never would let out early because oh, of weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, if it's like a half day, that's one thing. But never let out early. By the end of the night, we had like three feet of snow. That's bananas. And it, yeah, and again, it didn't start snowing until you know, like after the bus dropped me off at of my house. Then it started to to snow a little bit. But then after that, it was. Sheer whiteout to the to the point where my next door neighbor had a plow and a truck uh, and he tried getting down our street and couldn't. He actually got stuck. Damn. Three houses down. Now, I lived on a street that, you know, there was large distance between each house. Very rural area. Yeah. He could not get through his own street with a plow. Damn. Because and he actually stayed at a na- at a neighbor's house for two days because he couldn't get to his own house. That's ridiculous. You could, I, I would be going nuts. It was I, ridiculous. I, at least if I'm in my own home, yeah. I'll be okay. He was three houses away, yeah. and he couldn't. And we were like, how is this you know, possible? He's three houses away. He can't even get home. You know, this job we have to be here for no matter what. Yeah. Like, that, that's what you sign up for when you, when you, when you do this thing. That was oh, has always been one of my biggest fears regarding commutes. Will I make it home, or will I even make it into work? Like, where, you know, that's why I take all the main roads during storms because you never know, like, if, if your car breaks. Down we, we've had uh, some managers here in the past who have said during major storms, "Do you want us to get you a hotel room?" Yeah, and I, my thought was, I live two and a half miles away. Right. I'm pretty sure the See, hotel you're getting 12 miles away is not going to help me very much. I, I took advantage of that one year. Yeah. And it was like, I don't even know why I did this. Like, it wasn't even <laughs> it wasn't even worth doing. I spent away for, a night away from my family yeah. to go work here. Ooh. 659 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, tonight, the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York, 
will announce its incoming class for 2023. Now, I know this could be an exciting time for some of you baseball fans. Many of you transfixed to whether or not this will be the year for guys like Manny Ramirez or Alex Rodriguez or Carlos Beltran to overcome their steroid and cheating scandals with enough votes to get in or whether they'll have to wait until human growth hormone or banging on trash cans to steal signs can ever truly be forgiven. These are tough questions, and I'm sure that these and more will all be part of the nearly four hours of coverage that the Major League Baseball Network will dedicate to tonight's announcement. Yes, I said four hours. According to the Major League Baseball Network website, the coverage begins this afternoon at 4. The actual announcement happens at 6, and then you'll have another two full hours of coverage after that because I'm pretty sure it's not going to take you that long to tell you who's getting in. Now, you might wonder, do I even have the Major League Baseball Network on my local basic cable package, or is there something I can uh, do uh, otherwise? I say don't worry. You can always do what reasonable people do and stream it for free on Fubo TV on the internet. Or you could do what I do and read about it the following day like everybody else does too. Of course, I do have my questions. Sure, I can speculate who's going in. Andrew Jones, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield. But I'm more concerned with more practical matters at the Baseball Hall of Fame, such as questions like, How's the parking situation over there? Do have any new tenants that need extra space? Are there any available bookings for private events or functions? Sure, they have room for enshrinement ceremonies and various activities that all stay within Cooperstown, but can they handle a four-hour broadcast that no one's going to watch? I guess we'll soon find out. But hey, it's my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. What are you going to do with all that stuff that's cluttering up your kitchen counter, clogging up the garage, or what have you? You want to go to Rockies, get shelving and storage bins. They're on sale now. It's a new year, and the theme is decluttering with your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-Eleven. And Pink Floyd with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 39. Tomorrow, uh, cloudy with a high of 34. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, it has been uh, almost forever since the last time we had a chance to talk. Well, you know, Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports. The last time we talked to him, I, I turned my car on to warm it up. And I haven't shut it off <laughs> yet. Because yeah, well, he didn't say whether that was a good idea. It's the Minichog of trucks. Oh, yes. That's what is. you've got. He's on the phones right now, Mike Quincy. How you doing, Michael? I think you have me on just to turn people on. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, that's exactly what wow. it is. Wow. I, I hope we're reaching a lot of people. We are reaching a lot oh, of people. Tons, dozens, dozens of people are listening right now. Uh, fives <laughs> of people are listening. Hey, um, I contacted you a couple, uh, like two or three weeks ago. Because it's uh yeah I feel like right like right now I'm in the early stages of considering like trading in my car and uh, you know upgrading to a to a truck, uh but I want a truck that is uh is not going to be the kind of truck where everybody I know says hey you got a truck can I borrow it to move stuff. <laughs> do you, do, it makes you more popular. Yeah, what's the recommendation for a truck that nobody wants to have you help them with? <laughs> one that doesn't run. Oh, that's no. a good one. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it really, it really depends. I mean, I think, um, and I realize that, that, uh, Mr. Nagel has a Ford F-150, which is, you know, a full-size truck, but for most people, they buy more truck than they really need. In other words, if you're not hauling lots of stuff on a regular basis, you're not towing a trailer, you probably don't need 
a, a half ton truck. Well, you how can get else by am I going to? Hey, how else am I going to tell everybody else about my shortcomings that I need this giant truck that I really don't need? Well, you, know, you, you and, and millions of other Americans feel right. the same way. Right. And, and listen, I like the big trucks because they ride, they ride well. Uh, some have diesel options, so they're great on the highway. But, but on a, to answer your question, Bax, I would say uh, a, a smaller truck would be better. Uh, a Ford Ranger, a Ford Maverick, uh, a Honda Ridgeline. Uh, these are easier to, to park. They're better on gas. And you don't have to worry about, I'm sorry, neighbor, I can't help you move your couch because I have a small truck. <laughs> that's, see, a good, that's, that's a good idea. Yeah, see, that's kind of where I'm, uh, I'm going here because I'm thinking, you know, oh, could you, could you help me move like a, like a nine-piece sectional? No, nah, my truck can't handle that. I mean, yeah. that's, yeah. that's really yeah, what I, I want to do. I can, I, I can help you by dialing U-Haul. <laughs> yeah, actually, Mike, I've seen a lot of people with uh, with a lot of twine and some ingenuity. You can move anything yeah. with anything. I'm sh- I'm sure that's true. I just don't want to be that that kind of guy. But you know, when you and I were talking, you were you were very very high on the the Honda Ridgeline, and I and I and I've looked at it, and it's it's a very very nice truck, and I like the fact they kind of redesigned it to make it look more like an actual truck rather than you know something you'd be afraid to put something heavy in. Uh, and I kind of like the way that the way that goes. But many of these trucks, depending on what you, what you're picking, either you know ride like a car or ride like a like a heavy beast that doesn't handle very well. So I mean, what's the difference between like a Honda Ridgeline and a Tacoma? Uh, a Tacoma is a, a is based is built on a full frame, so it's it's not a unibody. Uh, architecture to begin with. Unibodies are generally more like a car-based SUV. Um, uh, a Tacoma is an old-school truck frame, which means that uh, the, the old-school designs uh, help it to be stronger and stouter off-road. So if you're climbing up uh, mountains of rocks like we have at Consumer Reports Test Track, then the Tacoma is, is like the, the one to go because it's super tough. But if you're not doing anything that extreme, you don't need the strength of a, of a fully boxed frame and can get by with with something lighter duty, which will, uh, in the Ridgeline's case, produces a, <clears throat> a more comfortable ride and better handling. So here, so here's really the hang-up I have right now, and it's about to me. It's more. Are you still there? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Here's here's the hang-up I have right now, and it, and it's not even about what truck I would want to get. It's it's more about the timing, and the timing really is about okay. We're in a situation where interest rates are starting to to rise a little bit. It's not going to be a vehicle that I'm able to dish out forty fifty thousand dollars on, uh, you know, in cash. I'm obviously going to have to you know finance at least a portion of this, and then I have to worry about well, do our inventory levels back where they need to be, and you know that's those are all big question marks for me. Oh, definitely. Inventory is, is still an issue in, in the auto industry. Uh, one, you know, one of the things, there's a couple of schools of thought about when is the best time of the year to buy. And some people say, like, uh, b- between, like, the Super Bowl and March Madness. 
<laughs> which is a weird way of, 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 of phrasing it, but since you're a sports guy, you can get that reference. Because it's like in the dead of winter, nobody's going outside. Uh, uh, the foot traffic to car dealers is generally pretty low. On the other hand, when people start filling out their income taxes and they're starting to get the returns, that's a bad time to buy because people have cash in hand and they're all eager to, to spend it, and the dealers know that, that they, can, they can probably charge a little bit more. Now, you know, those are, always, those are all the kind of traditional mindsets of car buying, which have been completely turned on their ear since COVID, and we're still dealing with, with supply chain issues. So I, I don't have a clear-cut answer for you, except contact your dealer, find out what kind of inventory they got, and, and see what kind of negotiating they'll do. Whatever happened to that chip problem? Do we still have that? Yep, yep, still have a chip problem. So much of, of, of a car's interior, you know, from the infotainment systems to even heated seats, are, are controlled by these chips. Uh, they're still in somewhat short supply. Uh, some manufacturers say, yeah, well, yeah, last year you, you could get heated seats on this trim line, but since we don't have the chips, you can't get heated seats. So, so it's, it's stuff like that that is still going on. I know at Consumer Reports, we're still working our butts off to try to get um, test cars. It's definitely not as easy as it used to be. A few months ago, we uh, we read a news story about how some uh, cities and towns are banning the idea of cars idling to uh, whether to warm up or just you know you leave your car and it's running. You you pop into a convenience store or a liquor store or whatever it may be. But you know this time of year when it gets cold and you know people may who may have like a like automatic start on their car, uh, you warm them up before they get into it. Consumer Reports uh, just wrote uh, an article about how that might not be. Such a great idea, after all. Tell us about uh, about what that uh, that's all about. No, listen, I I totally get the idea of of getting your car a, a, a little bit of, of, of warm-up time before climbing in, especially if it's covered in snow and ice. Uh, and you're right about the remote starts, and kind of encouraging that, as, you know, assuming your car's not in a garage. Never do that with your car's in a garage. Um, uh, but your, your engine actually only needs a, about a minute at most to, to run uh, in, in, on, a, on, a, on a cold morning. But basically what you're doing is you're, you're wasting fuel, and you're generating much worse exhaust emissions. Your, your catalytic converter is, is not doing its job when it's cold. It takes a while for it to warm up. Uh, so so you, are, you are polluting the most when your engine is, is cold. I mean, when you, the, the, old, the old school thought was an older engine, the worst thing you could do is start it up when it's cold because their oil isn't, isn't circulating. Well, in modern technology, it only takes like 20 or 30 seconds for your engine to be fully lubricated. So I wouldn't worry about that anymore but the, the the fastest way to get uh your your car warm is to drive it and also when your car is just sitting there idling you're getting zero miles per gallon so you are wasting gas um but that that being said uh if you if you are parking outside like like i do with all the test cars and in your car is covered with snow and ice get it going get the defrosters going start scraping off the windshields so you can actually see out but just sitting there waiting for the car to get warm for 20 minutes is a huge waste of gas oh i that's why i usually go 45 or 50 <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I like it just, nice and toasty when I get in there. It, it's just it's just so unnecessary. And again, I, I I grew up in the in the time of of lousy cars, and you'd be lucky if you could get it started or restarted. You know, getting cars started these days is, is easy. So you don't like, well, I can't turn it off because I'm not sure if I'll be able to get it started again. Which was the way of old, you know, car, engines with carburetors and stuff like that. Um, and especially if it was like a British car, like a Jaguar or something like that. Oh my God, it's running! Don't don't stop. <laughs> 
You, know, you, you mentioned the catalytic converter. What's easier to do? Uh, cut one of those out with a sawzall in the wintertime or the spring? Oh, man. You know, you, you almost got to think that, that all these, these these thieves, that they, they did some kind of metallurgy training in their in their past they realized that the elements of the catalytic converter are, are worth something um yeah no catalytic converter thefts are crazy we talked about this in consumer reports talking cars podcast once and and especially hard hit uh, are is a car that uh, that consumer reports really like the toyota prius apparently they're super easy to to cut out and steal and you take the metals and 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 get money for them uh i think the states are getting better at cracking down on illegal uh sales of of all these precious metals um and toyota is even offering a, a catalytic converter shield for their new prius because they do know that it is sort of a target uh, uh trucks that are high off the ground are also easy to kind of crawl under and and, and pull this stuff out of and you know, I, I feel badly for the people that that this has happened to. I, I have a work colleague whose whose Prius was 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 attacked for their catalytic converter. Uh, and I'd say, you know, park in a in a, in a well lighted, secure place if you can. Um, if you have a garage, clean it out. Put your car in the garage if you can do that. But now this is this is an ongoing concern for a lot of people. Has there ever been any discussion amongst the uh, automakers or engineers <laughs> about you know is there an alternative to those metals in a catalytic converter that would make them worthless to, to steal that is yeah i'm not gonna lie to you that's way above my pay grade mm. i'm not i'm not sure exactly uh how uh what you can do to to swap out what is being used in catalytic converters now to to get a, a cleaner exhaust emissions i uh, you know i suppose in one way it's driving an electric car because that you, you don't have to worry about exhaust emissions at all. So, um, but but I don't. I'm I'm really you know I'm I'm not I do not know the answer to that one. That's a that's a darn good question. I mean, I would just think with the because you know, we've talked about these kind of thefts before. It's like with with it being so rampant all around the the world to st- to, to to rip these things out of cars. You would think, well, there should be an alternative to this that maybe maybe there's a there's a way to build these things that don't have precious metals inside that can be stolen and sold right i mean it, it's kind of it's, it's kind of like the old the old adage is is like there's there's no free ride here there's no silver bullet i mean if, if you want cleaner exhaust emissions then you need you know certain uh filters to to keep to keep the the air cleaner so and then with that well now these these certain filters are are, are worth a lot of money it, it's kind of like when you when you discuss you know, tires, for example, it's like, well, I want better handling, but then you might get a tire that that doesn't wear as well, or I want really good snow traction, but then it, the tire might be a little bit a little bit noisier and not handle as well in the dry. So there's there's always trade offs and there's always compromises. All right, All right. Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports. Check out the car blog, the podcast, everything else you're doing. Good to talk to you. Thanks so much for having me on. Anytime. No it's uh, seven twenty three with Bax and Nagel and Rock one hundred two. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's uh, 729 and the doors with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny today with a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 34. It is 32 right now in downtown Springfield. You uh, miss any part of the Bax and Nagel show. I don't know I don't know what you're doing in the meantime. Maybe you're listening to something else. I don't know. But you can always check out the daily podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or rock102.com. Also, check out uh, Baxi's musical podcast. This week, uh, I'm talking to uh, Kat Clyde. She's a, a Canadian singer-songwriter. She is phenomenal. 
and uh, she's about to release her third album called Down Rounder next month on the 17th. It's really, really cool. It's a very good interview. You can check that out on rock102.com. Sweet. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We have uh, news coming up next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News. Just about 7.33 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Serview Locksmith. They got a key for that. St. James Avenue in Springfield or Serview locksmith.com here's local radio icon steve nagel thanks banks one person was taken to the hospital after a two vehicle crash on i-91 in springfield according to the fire department crews were called to uh, i-91 north near exit 8 for a two vehicle crash the exit 8 off ramp leads to i-291 east route 20 east in the mass pike an occupant was taken out of the vehicle and brought to a local hospital and is expected to be okay now with all that other detail i can't tell you when this happened mm-hmm. or what time this happened because there's no information on that. Steve, let me ask you a couple questions. Yeah. When did this happen? Uh, I couldn't tell you. Uh, how did this happen? I couldn't tell you that either. Who was involved? Uh, a person. Okay. Although, there was one of those cars that looked like uh, you couldn't tell what the damage was before the accident. I see. You know? It happens. I have uh, I have seen those kinds of vehicles. I love the, uh, the vehicles uh, driving down the street with, like, more accessories that cost the accessories that cost more than the vehicle itself. Do you ever see? Uh, and I find this to be really, really fascinating. Do you ever see a real uh, crap box on the street, and and uh, you know, like the kind of car that probably goes from zero to sixty in like four and a half months? Yeah. And yet, it's got a spoiler on the back. Oh yeah! Like yeah. what? Like, like, well, what exact? What's exactly kind of uh, Formula One Grand Prix are you looking to run with this thing? Gas mileage. <laughs> Gotta let the airflow over the top of the car. The spoiler on the yeah, back. Yeah. Uh, let the airflow through uh, quicker while you're doing 13 or 14 miles an hour down the highway. I mean, it just it just it looks it'd be like putting a, a, a spoiler in the back of a minivan. It's like the stupidest thing you could do. When I was a kid, I mean, that's the kind of crap I would do to my car. I'd put all kinds of weird stuff on it. Uh, I think I told you this. My my friend's mother worked for a baby doll company. Like they assembled yeah. baby dolls and she would have these boxes and boxes of parts for mm-hmm. the doll. So we found uh, the head, and we just took the head, which has no hair on it, anything like that, because that's what they did. They put sure. all the hair on it. And then uh, we cut a hole in the back of its head, mm-hmm. and we took Bondo. Oh, yeah, that's the I good had, stuff. I had a 1984 Chevy Celebrity. Ooh, sweet. That, that was green originally, <laughs> yes. but all the paint had blasted off the side of it over yeah. the years, and uh, you know it, it, it was like kind of grayish if you will mm-hmm. uh, so we bondo we took bondo you know the stuff you fill the dents with in your car yeah and we bondoed it to the roof of the car with oh, his head yeah and uh we would uh stick a flashlight in the back of it so it would light up as you were driving oh, down the dude, road that is totally cherry i would be doing that today with all the things that uh, you have available at your fingertips as far as lighting goes from like five below like they have light strips yeah. and things like that mm-hmm. I, I would have been that that kind of teenager to put that kind of stuff on my car you know when you're young and you and you uh you and have your heart your... was an open book yes uh you but know you did you, you know, know you, did. you know i didn't yeah. uh and uh, you add stuff to your car because you think it makes it look cool yeah yeah yeah. but yeah. then then in retrospect you look back and say mm, that wasn't really as cool as i thought I used to work with a guy. Mm-hmm. I've never, ever told this story. I used to work with a guy who, 
bought a hearse. Okay, I try to imagine this. He painted it gold, gold sparkly hearse. gold, like painted it and then like threw like glitter at it to make it all sparkly. Mm-hmm. And then he thought, I got to do the next best thing to make this look like the baddest ass vehicle in the world. So what he did was he painted Batman logos on either uh, on the passenger oh, yeah, and then yeah. driver's side doors and then one on the hood of the hearse. He was so proud of this vehicle, and yet everyone who ever saw it thought, look at the douchebag yeah, in the yeah. Batman hearse. Yeah. There used to be a guy that drove around West Springfield with a bunch of smiley faces on his car. Mm-hmm. I never understood that. And then he also had a sign in the window that says, looking for a nice lady to have coffee with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's like that's like uh, the rolling Tinder mobile. <laughs> that's... That's not creepy at all. I mean, I, I knew I, I, there used to be a guy uh, that I saw he was drive uh, in downtown Milwaukee. He had like nothing but like uh, you know biblical verses painted, like hand yeah. painted on his car, and then he had like two bullhorns, and he would just like slowly yeah. drive around town with like audio of the Bible. Yeah, and uh, that car <laughs> was less stupid than this, the Batman the hearse. hearse. Yeah, and I, I don't, don't and I and and not having. Batman uh, like hearse comp- sounds pretty cool. It, it, it sounds cool, but again, it's a hand-painted Batman logo, which means it was not painted very well. I guess It not. looked like a five-year-old had done it. Now, how that compares to the decapitated baby head with Bondo on top of your green mm-hmm. celebrity or whatever yeah, it was, yeah. uh, I don't know. I would have to see a photographic evidence of that. But uh, it sounds comparable that it is uh, not as cool as you think, that it may perhaps make you look like a douchebag. Well, I'm sure it did make me look like a douchebag, but when you're a kid, you really don't care about that stuff. Yeah, this guy was 37 Yeah, see, that's the difference. That's That's the difference difference between a grown adult. Here's the thing. I don't even want a bumper sticker on my car. I don't want, (laughs) I don't even want those little, you know, the, uh, like if I go to the Outer Banks, I'm not getting one of those little oval stickers that says OBX OBX on it. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's, I don't have like any stickers on my car either. Yeah. Uh, because I don't want everyone to know, oh, I think that might be back from Rock 102. Yeah, I don't want to be. I really don't want to do that. No. Yeah. By the way, this car driven by Michael Baxendale. That's what you should do. I mean, the only distinguishing mark in your vehicle is the fact that I've uh, just drawn penises in the back, sh- <laughs> the back yeah, windshield. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That, well, we don't do that anymore. Eh, That's a well, lost art. Yeah, we probably should do that again. Uh, there are white glove thieves who are meticulous about making sure nothing is disturbed during a break-in. And then there are others who will just take a dump in the middle of the floor. Police in Florida are looking for a man who broke into a Joe's Crab Shack on Saturday in the middle of the night. The man was caught on surveillance cameras. At one point, he grabbed a Joe's Crab Shack hat and wore it around. Oh, ooh, look at me, Mr. Joe Crab Shack guy. <laughs> he then stole several items, including alcohol. Glug, 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 I'm the Joe Crab Shack guy. <laughs> and then he defecated on the floor. Ah, things are going so well. Boo, 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 got to expel myself right here in the middle of Joe's Crab Shack. <laughs> The police released some photos uh, asking for help in identifying the man, and thankfully none of them appeared to show him pooping. It's unclear if they've been able to obtain DNA from what, uh, you know, he left behind. <clears throat> well, that's not mine. Must have been somebody else who broke yeah, into a m- crab shack yeah. at 2 o'clock in the morning. Mine is very different than that. 
Well, I guess if you're going to break into a place, Joe's Crab Shack would probably be the place to go in. I would I would have suggested an Applebee's. Because how could they tell what's the difference when they come in to see what's on the floor? Come on you know, that, like even a detective, The best detective uh, on the case. You could have Columbo in there. Come on. <laughs> and one more thing. <laughs> this pile looks like that cheeseburger egg roll over there. <laughs> one of them comes with a bill. It uh, does. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 34. It is 32 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Aware Recovery Care of Men. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 747. Excuse me, and the Rolling Stones are back to Nagel on Rock 102. Ooh, it's early. It's a little earlier yeah. than I thought it would be. Yeah, and uh, and you don't have to pad for time. I mean, you can, uh, you know, we can do this slowly. I can uh, tell you this. Yesterday... Phil Marcoux from Enfield was the winner of the Amazon Echo Dot. And all he had to do was just jump through a couple of very annoying hoops to get it. Uh, he had to listen to the, uh, to the Bax and Nagel show, which, as you know, is not always simple or pleasant to do. No. Uh, and then he heard us give out the code word at, at 750 or yeah. thereabouts. And uh, what he did was he went to rock102.com and then uh, entered the code word of the day, and then the next thing you know, boom, he's a winner, gets himself an Amazon Echo Dot. Look how easy that happens. That's how code word Alexa works out. It's really simple, but, you know, there's a lot of annoying and, you know, inconvenient hoops to go through. It's all brought to you by Michelob Ultra, helping to keep your New Year's resolution and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Now, I could tell you what the... uh, what the code word is right now, but it seems to me I have two minutes to pad before I do. Oh, so we can't do anything for two more minutes? What are you doing? I why is your watch? I don't go off know like why that? that happens. Siri goes really off annoying. on your watch all the time. Yeah, I know, and I don't. Uh, I don't understand it. Hey, I, w- Siri, I wasn't tell talking to you. To shut up. She didn't say anything. She said okay. Yeah, you all didn't right. tell you though. She didn't tell you to shut up. All right, okay. Um. Anyway. Uh, listen, it's it's close enough to 7.50. Okay? Are, are you sure? Because we could wait another minute and 10 seconds, because that's how long it's going to be until I mean, the code how, word comes out. How how close to the rules do you really want to play here? Well, if you say 7.50 a.m. and it's 7.48, then that's not really 7.50. Well, it's not my fault you bailed out of news early. I mean, you just did what you had to do. Well, I mean, I could have kept going, but uh, who wants to hear us talk and, and crap all over oh, the no, no, no one needs to. No one really needs to hear that. Why um, is it, it seems like it, when you're waiting for a minute to change, it takes forever. Yeah, and uh, when you're like, uh, when you need to kind of slow down because things are going at you too fast, like the, you know the time is just speeding right past you. And now it's like this is the longest freaking minute of my life. You know, you used to be able to click on the clock, and then the clock would tell you how many seconds are left. You can't do that anymore on the computer. Now that we have this new Windows on the <clears throat> well uh, over here, I got seven forty nine and thirty seconds. So if we wait 30 seconds, I'll tell you what the code word is for today. Okay? 30 seconds? Yeah. What can we do in 30 seconds? Well, now we got 20 it? seconds. What can we do in 20 seconds to pad the time? I'm not exactly sure, but now we have 15 seconds. What can we do in 13 seconds that we can do to pad the time before you can uh, give the code word away? Well, now we got seven seconds. What can we do in seven seconds that would, uh, you know, pad the time to... 
I don't know. Whoa, oh, 750. 750. Oh, okay. my God. Let's go. So today's code word for code word, Alexa, your chance to win the Amazon Echo Dot is the word. Ready? Yeah. App. The word is app. App. That's A as in Alexa. P as in please let me win. That's an additional P as in please let me remember that there are two P's in app. Wasn't that the a word s- today is app. Go to rock102.com before noon today and enter for your chance to win an Amazon Echo Dot. I from believe rock that, that was a song on the Jetsons. <clears throat> no, that's Eep, Op, Ook, Ook, Ah. Eep, Op, Ork, Ah, Ah. Remember when the uh, Violent Femmes did that? I love that version of that song yeah. from the Violent Femmes. Yeah. We'll have to find that. I can, f- I can probably find that. All right. Well, let's, you know what? Let's get into this first. All right. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Did you pull that up? I got the uh, version by the Dickies, which is also quite good. Uh, no, see if you can find. I think you can find that uh, YouTube uh, version of the Violent Femme. All right, I'll, uh, I'll keep. I'll right. keep looking. Well, in the meantime, uh, I'm going to do the clips for the now. Hear this. You ready? Right. Yes. Pinkerton Academy in Derry, New Hampshire, had a snow closure yesterday, and the way the students found out has gone viral. Thanks to the head of the school who posted a video of himself rapping the announcement to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme. In southern New Hampshire, born and raised on the campuses where we spend most of our days learning, studying, prepping all day, and all getting ready for exams Monday. And a couple of storms who were up to no good started making trouble in our neighborhood. I saw one little flake and my mom got scared. She said to move an exam so you can be prepared. Pinkerton Academy will have no school on Monday, January 23rd. Stay safe, help your neighbors out. You yeah, know, if Will Smith heard this, he would probably say, get my song out of your mouth. Get my theme song's name out of your mouth. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I am I do dorky dad stuff. Yeah. But this makes me uncomfortable. It should. Because it's, it's you shouldn't about be, the dorkiest thing you, you can do. You shouldn't be doing this. Even if you, if you think it's cool, it's not. When you're a guy wearing a necktie mm-hmm. and a sweat and, and like a sweater vest, yeah, you should not be rapping. In southern New Hampshire, born and raised on the campuses where we spend yeah. most of our days. This guy sounds like he celebrates Rance Dressing Day. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of dork would do that? I don't know. A new TikTok video. Here's another clip. Yep, is introducing the conspiracy theory that the Titanic never sank. They say it was another older boat that looked identical. <laughs> okay. And it was sunk so the company could get insurance money. Here's TikToker Mia or Maya going through the whole theory. The Olympic and the Titanic, they look identical. The Olympic was on the water for a while. Like she was reaching retirement and they knew that. And they were like, well, it was a lot of money to make the Titanic. And it's going to be even more money to repair the Olympics. So what if we just sent the Olympic out instead, sank that, claimed some insurance money, and then just scraps the Titanic like it was the Olympic for some spare parts. Okay, that's all good and fine. But what happened to the boat? <laughs> they just like, stopped making it and dismantled it for well, parts. Uh, no. Nah. Is that what she said? That's the, what she said. The Titanic, they just dismantled yeah. the parts? I don't know. This is ridiculous. You know, it, it, there are only certain conspiracy theories I can jump on board. You know, if you had, uh, if, if there was actually a conspiracy that you could prove, would TikTok be the place you'd do it? It wouldn't be for me. I would do it on a legitimate platform like Twitter. 
Oh, is that so? That's Twitter. what I would do. Twitter is the one that uh, would do. Yes. Yeah. Here's uh, uh, Tom Brady, uh, Jim Gray on his podcast. As Tom, Gr- Well, is it Tom Brady's podcast? It's Tom Brady's podcast Jim with Gray. Jim Gray and Larry Fitzgerald. All right, so Jim Gray asked Tom Brady the obvious question about retirement on the Let's Go podcast. Here's the exchange. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to do, I'd have already done it. Okay, I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. I appreciate your asking. Thank you. How are you going to eat clean with a potty mouth like that, Tom? You kiss your mother with that mouth? Uh-huh. Well, he doesn't kiss Giselle with it anymore. Yeah, that's, that's sure. the truth. Yeah, yeah right, you're right, damn right, right about blah, that. Blah, 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 blah. Eh, again, who cares? what this guy's doing with his Everybody career. cares. It's Tom Brady for crying out loud. <laughs> it would have been, if he had retired last year like he said he was going to do, I would have been like, good for him. Mm-hmm. Now he's just jerking everybody around. All right, if you want to be that way, Steve, you just go right ahead. Uh, I will. I will be like that. By the way, did you find that song? I did. All right, let's go. You ready? Yeah. Get in this capsule, baby. We are about to blast off. My favorite part. Eep, eep, orc, orc, ah, ah, eep, Good, yeah, that's good stuff, that's man. That's a toe tap and ditty right there. You're damn right about that. Well, I don't know if we should go any further. Uh, right, that wraps it up. To. Yeah. What are, you, what, are you, what are you trying to do? Just pad for 30 seconds? It's 7.56, and that is now Hear This with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and Thin Lizzy with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, sunny today with a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 34. Could see some snow showers in there as well. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, this is very exciting. Uh, either tomorrow or Thursday, possibility of talking to uh, guitar legend Steve Vai. Oh, why is Steve Vai famous? Didn't we look that up yesterday? Uh, Steve Vai is famous because he's played with everybody from, say, Frank Zappa to Whitesnake to David Lee Roth uh, in a long and storied solo career. So it's like uh, always a bridesmaid, never a bride uh, kind of a deal. No, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Uh, I would not say it to his face. Oh, maybe I will say it to him. I wouldn't suggest it. I won't say it to his face. I'll say it over the phone. Yeah, I wouldn't even say it to the, on the phone. All right. All right. All right. Anyway. Uh, back in May of last year 2022 okay 
I, uh, I made a, a decision to go purchase an appliance for my house, a dishwasher to be exact. Okay. Because the, uh, the dishwasher, well, the first one died and the second one, um, ah, that was on its way out. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you see how morbid I am. Oh, when I talk. And you know what? They keep getting funnier all the time, no um, matter how perverse it may seem. So uh, this particular dishwasher had been in the house probably for a good 10 years or so, you know, when I bought the house and the appliances are there. Mm-hmm. It's an old whirlpool, needed some uh, adjusting, but I also know that I'm not I'm not moving anytime soon. I don't plan on moving. Right. So I went and uh, I wanted to purchase a, a nice dishwasher, something that would last. So I did all the consumer reports, checkouts, and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the top brand was the KitchenAid. Sure, the KitchenAid brand. And it's it a was good a, brand. It was a little pricey. It was a little pricier than most. Dishwashers. But can you really afford dirty dishes? Well, see, that's the thing. I love to shove that dishwasher full of everything, and uh, you know, I need a good, powerful one. Right. So this is a, this is a good one to have. It's a very decent dishwasher. It's got a lot of space in it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of stuff. A lot of they, they've utilized the space. Nothing wrong with with the dishwasher itself at all. But I did order, um, I went uh, to a local uh, appliance place, which I won't say the name of. What does it rhyme with? I can't even say that because it's, I'm not. What is it? It's approximate location. No, because there's stupidity on my part here too. Okay. I don't don't want to, I'm not, uh, I'm not looking to to cause problems. Uh, but at the end of the story, you'll see the, the, the lack of, of effort on both of our parts. Okay. Okay. Yes. So, uh, this guy, uh, calls me, first of all, I order this thing like, uh, middle of May and they said, oh, it'll be, it'll be here in two weeks. Well, it didn't come in for a month. Uh, You have to. So yeah. I have to do that. Well, there's short supply, supply and demand, whatever, sure, blah, right. fine, whatever. So the guy, come, first he comes over and realizes there's some extra parts that need to be put in right. because the way mine currently drains is not the way that this is going to, whatever. I guess that's going to cost extra money sure. for that. So we, we he puts the new drain line in, installs the dishwasher, gets the whole thing done, right? Mm-hmm. The only thing that's missing is the handle of the dishwasher. No like, handle? To open the door. The only thing that's there are two little nubs where a handle would go. So he said, uh, well, they obviously didn't put a handle in the box. Okay. Okay. Fine. Can you order a new Let's handle? Let's get a new handle. So I'm uh, I'm just going back uh, through my text messages here because... Uh, I just want to give a timeline of when this happened. Sure. So that was, um, uh, let's see. So they installed it late June, right? Okay. And then uh, he said, uh, well, you know, I'll have to order another uh, handle, but uh, we should have that next week or two. Well, a week or two goes by and nothing happens. No handle. No handle. And then another two weeks go by, no handle. Still no handle. And then... uh, I just kind of forget about it because I'm not like I can still use the dishwasher. But you got to do it with like your little I gotta, fingers. Like, uh, hold it with a with a rag, or you got to put your fingers on the yeah, two yeah. little nubs to pull it out, and yeah. it's kind of a pain in the butt. But uh, whatever, I, my my life is living with abnormalities around my house. I just got a I just got a cabinet door fixed the other day that's been broken for two years. 
Oh, that's that's what my life is like. No, right? I got it. So I uh, anyway, uh, this this dishwasher, it's becoming an issue, you know, because uh, you know everybody everybody's complaining that whenever they come over the house or even the kids are like, we can't open the dishwasher without like being having a special maneuver about it, you know. So on on New Year's Day, or actually New Year's Eve, I texted this guy and I said, uh, "Hey, uh, hey man, you seen a dishwasher handle around there anywhere?" <laughs> and he doesn't answer me for two days, and he goes, "I'll call you tomorrow." <laughs> right? Gotcha. Okay. So then he doesn't call me. He just texts me and says, the manufacturer was supposed to send you the handle. Obviously didn't. I will get you one ASC and come out and put it on. Hope you have a good new year. And I said, all right. Happy new year to you. Mm -hmm. That was on January 3rd. Sunday, I'm like, okay, I... uh, (laughs) This thing isn't here. Where is this handle? Because like today's the 24th, right? Yeah. So I finally said, where's that handle? This is ridiculous. Seven months. You know, that kind of thing. And then uh, he said he ordered it after the last last text. They di- And he called, and they didn't have the original order. I'll open a box and bring you one this week. Sorry for the issues. Okay. I don't know why you didn't do that to begin with. Is that what happened the last time? Like they somebody opened a box with your handle well, on it? Well, I was going to say, what, is there like one missing handle from this place like and make, all the inventory <laughs> and they just keep switching it out? Like they make 100,000 handles every yeah. year and one short. So the, the next guy that goes and buys one of those things, it has no handle. Oh, it's over at Nagel's house. You got to go over there and get it. <laughs> so then uh, he, he finally stops by yesterday and drops off the handle. With the little Allen wrench I need to, 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 to get it in there. Okay. And now I have a handle on the dishwasher. Yeah, problem solved. Yes, but who's more ridiculous? The person that didn't complain that they didn't get the handle mm. within two weeks or the person that didn't deliver the handle within the time frame that... Who is the a-hole here? Well, so here's here's <laughs> the problem because, you know, you know if I were... <clears throat> if I were completely... Uh, obnoxious. I would say it would be you uh, for not following up yeah, on this kind right. of problem. However, I have also found myself uh, in similar circumstances where yeah. things have been broken for now going on five years that yeah. I have not fixed and yeah. uh, never followed up on. So, I think what I'm trying to say is, who am I, <laughs> right, really, right, to tell to be you. critical of you? Well, I, like remember, I was told you I was like mowing the lawn one day and I kicked up something and it smashed a, yeah. uh, a like a like a sliding glass window. Yeah, I never I never fixed that. You know, the the thing that got me the most though was like I keep remembering to the time that the guy was installing it. Yeah, and he kept remarking, oh, "You spent a lot of money on this dishwasher." Like he kept <laughs> saying it like throughout the conversation. I'm like. You know what? I did spend a lot of money on this dishwasher. The, and the handle yeah. would be like the first thing you would say, use on, like, on yeah, something like yeah. that. How would you intend to use this machine without <laughs> being the, having the ability to open it? Yeah. Um, but I'm the kind of person that, like, there's so much going on in my life. Like, I feel like I'm a like a, like I'm a, I'm somewhat of a firefighter, if you will, not yeah. like a professional one. But like, uh, like I have to go put out all these little fires all over the place. Sure. So, having the inconvenience of having to open the dishwasher the way it was not intended to be opened 
is not really that big of a priority on my list. No. But you are are the a-hole. Uh-huh. I know I am. Yeah. But how many a-holes just like us are there? I'm going to say probably probably quite a lot. But it's like... You know, I kind of let I let this happen. Yeah, I let, without being because I I'm not the I'm not the. Well, I want my money back. You know, I'm just not that kind of person. Right. Because again, I still have a perfectly working dishwasher. There's nothing wrong with the way it was installed. There's nothing wrong with the the only thing that was wrong with it was it didn't have a handle to open the door. <laughs> And it, That'd be like you're, you're buying a car, but it didn't come with a steering wheel. You walk into my house, it's like theater of the absurd. Yeah. You know, we, we, I think we were, said we were going to talk about this a little bit, about clutter around the house. Yes. That your house isn't dirty. Dirty would be like, you know, leaving toilet paper on the floor or, you know, uh, never cleaning the toilet or, or right. doing things like that. My house gets clean. That's not the issue. It's just clutter. There's there's two kids living there mm-hmm. and me yeah. and stuff just randomly gets put places and there's no organization to it. And then when you finally say, you know what, I got to clean this place and you look at it and you get overwhelmed because you're like, well, where do I even begin? <laughs> like, where do I start? Well, that's, with I mean, this? that's the hard part. The hard part about you yeah. know, cleaning a house that may be like a little bit, uh, you know, out of whack. It's like, you, yeah. you know, what, what room do you start in and what yeah. do you start throwing away? But tell you what, getting a dumpster in your life really does feel good. It, you know, and I've done that before, but I've done that for more big ticket items. You know, like you know, like old desks and yeah, tables but he, but you can stuff. you can use it for even the smaller I, ones. I know, and I know, and I I think I might have to get like some sort of. I need like a professional organizer, is what I need. I, yeah, I would love to get one of those too. I would love. Yeah, you know, it's been a long, long time since I hired a cleaning lady. Yeah. And I like a cleaning lady. What I don't like about a cleaning lady is this compulsion to clean the house before she gets there, because that's really her job. That's what I'm paying her for. It has come to my attention that you have been having sex with the cleaning woman (laughs) at your desk. Is that true? Wait a minute. Is that wrong? (laughs) Had I had I known. I I work in a lot of places. I got to plead ignorance here. (laughs) Had I had known. It's 822 with Bax and Nagle and Rock 102. Yeah. Thank you. 832 with Bax and Nagle and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Ooh, had a little uh, hiccup there. A little uh, puke pelch? Something like that. It wasn't one of those air ones. It was one of those, like... Liquidy ones. Oh, yeah, that yeah, that's sloppy. Hey, uh, a Thorndike man was arrested in Chicopee after crashing his car into a light post, which led to a foot chase and drug charges on Sunday. According to Chicopee police, officers were sent to East Main Street near the American Legion Bridge for a report of a vehicle that smashed into a light bulb. When officers arrived, they identified uh, 45-year-old Shane Carney from Thorndike. While officers were investigating the crash, Carney ran from the officer and began a foot chase and was allegedly seen throwing items into the woods. A canine uh, police uh, police canine searched the area and found narcotics and a knife that were thrown into the woods. After officers searched Carney in the vehicle, more than $4,000 in cash, 400 bags of heroin, 
Several small bags of white powdery substance, several pills, and other paraphernalia were all seized right here to win on The Price is Right. <laughs> da, 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 da. Come on down, Shane Carney. You're the next contestant. It's so great to be here, Drew. It's so great to be here. Okay. Now what we're going to do is play Plinko for the drugs. Okay? Okay. All right. Here's your Plinko chip. Okay. I'm going to give you the first Plinko chip. You're going to put the Plinko chip right in the top. Uh-huh. And then uh, you're going to drop it down. Yeah. And if it lands in drugs, you get your drugs back. Okay. And if it lands in jail, you have to go to jail. Okay. All right. Here we go. Okay. Ding, 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 just like the way they present those items, like it's <clears throat> like it's like it's the showcase showdown. Oh, I know. But you know, uh, in all honesty, yeah. how many other people had thrown four hundred bags of heroin out the window that day? I know. I mean, this profiling. It, listen, it, it's it, you're coming from Thorndike to Chicopee. You you don't think there's like a trail of tears of heroin along that route? <laughs> it's like. You drive through Huntington, you see nip bottles all up and down Route yeah, 112. You probably see just as many little pa- packets of heroin. That that route from Thorndike to Chickabee? Yeah. Yeah, there's little uh, little heroin packets all over the place. Don't they call that the heroin highway? I believe they do. If they don't, they should. I think that was a song by, uh, what the hell is it? America. Uh, that would be Ventura Highway. Ventura Highway. And I don't think that was America. Was that America or was that Loggins and Messina? I think Ventura Highway was uh, America. Ah, whatever. Yeah. That was the horse with no name people, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was that was America. Well, either way, we're not playing it here. No, we're not. Uh, but I'm just, you know, pointing out that uh, we could. <sighs> Do you want to play the game? Yeah, go ahead. No, I don't want to play the game. Hey, uh, let's see. What else have we got going on here? There's a deadly shooting over in Indian Orchard. Springfield police are investigating after a man was shot on Main Street early Saturday morning. According to uh, Ryan Walsh, at around 2.05 a.m., officers were called to reports of shots fired on the 200 block of Main Street. An adult man was found suffering from a gunshot wound and was provided first aid. He was taken to Bay State Medical Center where he died from his injuries. The Springfield Police Department's Homicide Unit and the Hamden DA's office are investigating. Yankee Candle, uh, the parent company, is making transition plans, which will result in the closure of the division's corporate headquarters in South Deerfield. A statement from Newell Brands uh, said that they are closing the office as part of their company-wide restructuring plan, which will result in the elimination of approximately 13% of office positions by the end of the year. The remaining employees who work in the offices will be transferred to other facilities in South Deerfield and Waitley. The decision does not affect the Yankee Candle lab, their flagship retail store on Route 5, or their manufacturing and distribution sites. There's no date set for the closure of the offices, but is expected to happen sometime before the end of the first quarter in March. Now, uh, riddle me this. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm looking at the Newell Brands website, and they have loads of brands. Everything from Elmer's Glue to Crazy Glue to Papermate to uh, Caffalon, Rubbermaid. And Newell. So is this the same, the same company, company that owns American Saw yeah. and, and Lennox Tools? I believe it is. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yes. Well, I just went up there uh, last weekend. To oh, the Yankee. to the Yankee Candle? Yeah. That is a huge, huge store. Huge. Uh, and it's the same things over and over again. 
Yeah, but it's but it's so spectacular inside. Yeah, I mean you're going through. Uh, there's a snowstorm inside. Santa's there. There's a guy uh, in a boat. I mean, there's lots to do. Well, Santa wasn't there. It was past the New Year. Santa's only there seasonally now. He used to be there year year round. Really? Yes. No, he wasn't there on a Saturday afternoon at five o'clock. I am gonna have to talk to somebody in an uh, HR about that decision. I don't think anybody in HR is going to listen to you. Maybe not this week. A thirty-two. Yeah, because they've just been let go. A 32-year-old Kansas hunter was found dead in his car on Saturday, with sheriffs concluding that he was killed when his dog stepped on the trigger of his rifle. The unnamed man from Wichita was found near the hamlet of Gouda Springs, 50 miles south of Wichita, and home to 194 people just north of the Oklahoma border. Sheriffs believe uh, that he died around 9.40 a.m. A canine belonging to the owner of the pickup stepped, up, stepped on the rifle, causing the weapon to discharge. The fired round struck the passenger who died of his injuries on scene. Sheriffs did not name the man, but uh, many on social media mocked his injuries. One friend defended him. To all the comedians and weapons experts out there, this boy was my friend, having been best friends for over 20-plus years with his dad, he wrote. These comments are hateful. I know this family very well, and I cannot tell you how much uh, their hearts hurt right now. Shame on you. Shootings by pets are rare, but not unheard of. In November, a 32-year-old man in Turkey was reportedly shot and killed by his own dog after the canine stepped on the trigger of a shotgun and it fired at him. What was the dog doing with the gun? He was just cleaning it. And it accidentally went off. Did the dog have his FIDO card? See, this is the guy that's telling you you're a heartless bastard. You think I'm making yeah. a mockery of this? Uh, the guy in Turkey, Ozgur was killed while out hunting with his friend. Poor, poor Ogur In the Kizlan Plateau in the Samson province of Turkey, the uh, while putting his dog into the car, the animal's paw touched the loaded weapon and the rifle fired at him from a short distance. You know, I, they seem lovable. But how much do you really trust your pet? I don't know. You know, yesterday I was. Uh, I was That's trying- why I don't let Wally anywhere near the firearms. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday I was. Uh, I was trying to leave the house uh, to do a couple of things, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't find my wallet. It's all over. I mean, I'm looking all over the house. I'm tearing the place up looking for my wallet. You know where it was? My dog was lying on top of it. How do I know my dog wasn't rifling through my wallet? You know, making uh, you know uh, purchases with my credit cards. How do I know? Well, did How- you check your uh, credit card statements? To see if there's any Chewy.com purchases. This was late in the afternoon. I don't know if any of those purchases are going to clear, but you're damn right. I'm going to keep an eye on them. Adam and Eve. Yeah. Well, I don't know what he's he's done. (laughs) Well, you think dogs are into toys, too. He's on my my wallet. I'm thinking, what are you doing? How did you get a hold of my wallet, and why are you lying on top of it? He's writing down the numbers of the card so he can do it while you're gone at work. I think that freaking dog is going to rip me off. Yeah. Yeah, Steve Weissman never mentioned anything about getting scammed by your own pets. The fish I had were the most trustworthy. They had no chance of stealing anything. But cats, dogs, ferrets, gerbils, Lord knows what kind of tough spots they get into. You know what you need? Air tags. Yeah, that. I, you know what? They, I have thought of that. They are the most helpful. I am. If you're like a person like me who always forgets where he put his wallet down yeah always that's the tool you need is the is the air tag it brings you right to it 
tells you exactly where it is. I might have to do that because the dog can't be trusted around stuff. <clears throat> well, I mean, who could my be wallet, trusted my around? keys, you know, anything. Who could be trusted around your house anyway? You know. Well, the people living inside are pretty trustworthy, but the dog, I don't know. He seemed to have his own agenda. I was trying to find this story uh, that I saw earlier, and now I can't find it. It was about a guy who got an OUI, and he had all kinds of, like, guns in his car. Really? Yeah, and it was just another example of the uh, of the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. Like, had this person had signed up, he would have never have been arrested. I don't know why these people don't listen to me. The United States Postal Service raised the prices of several of its postal stamps in response to the rise of inflation. After receiving approval from the Postal Regulatory Commission, or the PRC, new USPS postal prices went into a national effect on Sunday. The new rates include a $0.03 increase in the uh, first-class mail forever stamp from $0.60 to $0.63. Sixty-three cents. I should have bought these things when they were third. Remember when they went up to like thirty-eight? Yeah, yeah. and then you could buy forever stamps. The one-ounce metered mail increased from fifty-seven to sixty cents, and the price to send a domestic postcard, a postcard, forty-four cents to forty-eight cents. I'll tell you what. You should be able to send one of those for uh, fifteen cents. I'll tell you what. If I'm on vacation, you're not getting any damn postcard, not for that kind of cost. Forty-eight cents. I'm on vacation. I'm trying to spend my own money on my own enjoyment, not to to, to say to you, "Hey, look where I am," and you're not. That's the, uh, not that's that's not worth forty six cents to me. Cost of a one ounce international postcard also increased uh, from one forty to a dollar forty five. There was no change in the single piece letter and flat additional ounce price, which both remain at twenty four cents. Officials said the Postal Service is also aiming to adjust the prices for special services provided, including certified mail, post office box rental fees, money order fees, and the cost to purchase insurance when mailing an item. You know, I have to say that I rarely, if ever, drop something off in the mail. It happens from time to time. I do it all the time. But most of the time, it's like I'm paying online. If I'm going to write you a note, it's probably going to be in an email or a, or a, or a text. I just don't send a lot of uh, mail well, unless it's like a bill that I, there's no other way for me to pay it. Think about the bills, the mail you receive. I don't receive any really bills per se because most of my stuff is like you, like you're online yeah. and stuff. So the statements come via email. Most of what I receive now is junk mail. It's all junk mail. Well, there really is no junk. Listen, I uh, I got a mailer yesterday. Get a load of this. <clears throat> it is a uh, it is a mailing piece from my alma mater of Marquette University. This comes in the mail. Okay, big, giant, very expensive, four color printed uh, mailer comes in the in the mailbox, telling me that if I am willing to donate a minimum of $250 to the Marquette University Alumni Fund. Yeah. They will in turn send to me a pair of Marquette University sweat socks. Why did you not take that opportunity to do so? Hard to refuse that kind of offer. It's got the logo on the foot and also around the ankle and uh you know they're, they're like those like nice warm uh, you know, you know, socks to keep your uh, 
your your toes all uh, heated and everything. Yeah. $250. If I gave them $100, they wouldn't give me just one sock. Well, I told you that bull crap with the, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, the Westfield State. The guy calls me, uh, I don't know, like six months ago. And starts uh, asking me questions. Uh, hey, do you want to be part of our alumni? Like, uh, like it was like this interactive audio book thing that mm-hmm. they have. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'll be interviewed. So he interviews me all about the things that I do and, you know, all this other stuff. Yeah. And then uh, he tells me if I want to see this thing, if I want to, like, actually get a copy of this, it was going to be like 300 bucks to get this. <laughs> digital yearbook of all the alumni and uh you know and then when i said no then it's like they're offering well you could see your page only for like 84 it was some kind of ridiculous like ponzi scheme kind of type of thing and i'm like this is how you raise money for that school that i drank so much at (laughs) fifty eight thousand dollars a year and i can buy myself a 250 dollar pair of socks yeah right and uh, I don't have the money to give to you. I spent most of my money on the beer and the booze that I used to, to consume at your school. It's like I had the same experience yeah. only a few years before you. Go- I'll tell you what. The Marquette University, if if Osama bin Laden had been an alumni, they would have found that guy in three weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah, Would yeah. have taken him no time at all for them to say, hey, Mr. Bin yeah. Laden, uh, my name is... Uh, uh, Brody and yeah. I'm a uh, I'm a I'm a student at Marquette University for two hundred fifty dollars I can get you some socks. Is this the CIA? How did you find me? Actually, uh, you've defaulted on your student loans, Mister Bin Laden. Uh, we need to collect because you're right; they would find him. <laughs> yes. That's what I, I was like saying. Like you know, like you know, the certain crimes that happen throughout the area. You know. <laughs> right. Uh, like the, like that guy, uh, the kid up in Hadley who uh, hit with a van. Yeah, I don't know if it was a guy or girl, but most likely a guy. But uh, it's like, yeah, if you, how come we can't find somebody like that? Where is the emphasis on that? Do you need to put all your time and effort into into finding? Like, you're right. You can easily find most people by. It's not that hard. No. By looking them up on Facebook, for the most part. Yeah. I think or anywhere else for that. By matter. the way, this is the audio from the uh, from the post office that we had. You ready? I'm ready. What records? Uh, well, uh, Newman and I are going partners selling used records. <laughs> you know, Ron's records down on Bleecker? They pay big cash for used records. Yeah, so we thought if you had any of those big, you know, old-fashioned, useless records just, you know, you know lying around. You, you know, take them off your hands yeah. free of charge. Let me ask you something. What, what do you do for a living, Newman? I'm a United States postal worker. <laughs> Aren't those the guys that always go crazy and come back with a gun and shoot everybody? Sometimes. <laughs> Why is that? Because the mail never stops. It just keeps coming and coming and coming. There's never a let up. It's relentless. Every day it piles up more and more and more. And you got to get it up. And the more you get out, the more it keeps coming in. And then the barcode reader breaks. And it's publishes clearing house. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> just take the records. Yeah, see, that's the answer from the post office. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, sunny uh, with a high of 39 tomorrow. Mix of the clouds with some snow showers mixed in and a high of 34. It's 32 right now in downtown Spring. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Have you been to your bank?